1: Today, I am going to be talking to Jan Luther about a really important topic, moving beyond grief. Jan Luther has been practicing heart-centered healing and coaching for over 20 years. As one of the nine US founding EFT master practitioners, and we'll tell you what EFT is if you don't know what that is, Jan has worked with experts, authors, healers, and coaches from around the world. She's the creator of the Ego Tamer Tapping and the Healing Your Grief programs. And she's also the cop- author of a couple books, including Grief is Morning Sickness. I have had the pleasure to work with Jan myself um, and to see her magic on other people. So I am really, really happy to be sharing her with people today, with you guys, especially if you are feeling um, overwhelmed by grief or sadness yourself, whatever's going on. So Jan, welcome to your Superpowered Mind. Thank
2: you. I am so excited to be here. And boy, is this timely. This topic is just, I mean, we're in global grief right now. So bless you for for years now we're gonna be dealing with that. So bless you for allowing us to to really dig into what people can do and to have hope. That's my my number one goal is that people will be uplifted and encouraged
1: by what we share today. Mm, thank you. Have hope. I wrote that down. That's really what it's all about. Have hope. We're gonna get through this. Maybe we won't just get through this, we'll be stronger. Which well, is good to me. <laughs> right? Yeah. Which is that's I was better. like hmm. Huh, that almost sounds a little crazy. So, yeah. now, Jan, my first question is always what superpower did you discover as the result of mastering your mind? Uh, I love this question. And I loved
2: listening to some of the answers your other um, interviewees have, have shared because it really helped me hone in on, you know, growing up, I didn't even have a clue that I needed to master my mind. <laughs> right? right? Neither, most of us well, don't. Yeah, it's like, well, what do you mean by that? But once, in about the 1990s, I was introduced to the concept of ego. And I became an adamant student of observing what I was thinking. And through the course of that, I started recognizing patterns of my own and patterns of other people. And so there were two gifts that came through that. And, and, you know, it probably took several years. But the first was that I have a gift of reasoning, which means that since I've studied the ego so strongly and that inner critic, whatever word you use for it, I can actually hear when people are speaking and it's not from their true authentic self. And I have this gift of, I can almost know how to kind of inch by inch, take them to a higher, better perspective based on what their soul energy is telling me. So the first one is called the gift of reasoning.
1: Wow. Actually, that's beautiful right there. I love that. When you hear, when people are not speaking from their true authentic selves, and some of us, you know, we're still in the process of even touching, getting in touch with what that actually would be. So anyway, sorry, I interrupt you. No, please, no, sorry <laughs> at all. And the, and the
2: second one is, I took what I was learning. It took me like 30 years to really figure out how I could teach other people the process. And through that, I started recognizing that the quieter we're able to, the more we're able to tame the ego, which is why my program is called the Ego Tamer Academy, right? is we refer to it as obedient school for your inner critic. <laughs> 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 is once we get that quiet, We can come into the space where all creation started, which is that void, that silence, that depth of creative power where the energy is pure and there's no imprint on it yet of a negative or even really a positive. It's just the potential. And through that, I've been able to recognize that when I'm working with a willing client, we can actually shift them and their physical bodies for healing. Belows my mind every time
1: wow that is very cool and before we move on you I, I mentioned that you do EFT you're one of the founding EFT practitioners in the US for those of you for those listeners who don't know what it is can you explain
2: oh yes EFT is called emotional freedom techniques and the idea is our body is a mechanism for re- recording, basically. Our mind stores pictures and memories and sounds and even sense, right? We know that our sense is actually just recorded in our body, but what also happens is our cellular body, right down to our DNA, records the experience. And I use the word verdict, right? It comes up with a verdict about what these elements mean. Is it safe? Is it dangerous? What do I need to do to take action to make sure that my humanness is protected? And over time, because I do it very much from this more spiritual aspect, I actually have created what I call the ego tamer tapping, which is deliberately digging for the spiritual disconnection between the false belief, right? That gift of reasoning that, that I've been able to tap into, and the spiritual beliefs that you have on a on a more soul level. And It is so thrilling to be able to watch clients not only get out of their past trauma, but start really creating and writing a future full of joy, full of purpose, full of uh, my company is called the rejuvenation station with the intention of thinking become as the little child, right? Is be that kid who's carefree, doesn't care what people think about you. I mean, can you imagine? So that's the whole idea is we treat both the, the mindset and the physiology at the same time we're we're changing you right down to your dna
1: that's very cool that's amazing okay this is we need to go to a break and i know that there are listeners who might if they're right themselves in grief are wondering well how do i move past that how do i move beyond grief to create a future with joy and purpose. And I really want to talk to you about that. So before we go, will you let people know where they can find out about your work?
2: Yes, thank you. You can go to, the, maybe the simplest is janluther.com or my programs are called healingyourgrief.us and between those two pages, they point to each other and they tell you where all the links are through those pages. You can either um, learn how to work with me, learn more about the tapping itself, or through the healingyourgrief.us. You can actually learn about the programs that we offer specifically for people who've experienced a trauma, a loss, or some kind of
1: life change that has left them reeling in grief. Great. Thank you. Hang on, everybody. And we will be right back.
0: Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. And we want to thank each of you for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter
1: All right. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking to Jan Luther about moving beyond grief. And so, you know, we do right now have a lot going on in the world where there's a lot of grief um, in terms of the situations that are happening. And then there are also people who are having personal losses and the grief that surrounds that. So whatever kind of grief it is, Well, I I won't even get into are there different kinds of grief, but whatever grief it is, what can people do right away if they've had a big loss and they are reeling? The first thing to remember is shock
2: comes because I've stopped breathing and it's affecting my physiology 100%. So the first thing I always tell people to do is to remember To breathe, even if you just have to do some, you know, many of us have some sort of um, practice, whether it's prayer or meditation, something that's going to help you get grounded into your body. I often refer to that moment as the moment that you're in so much shock and, and trauma that you literally are beside yourself. It's like your spirit has literally left the building and your body collapses because the energy is so traumatic that the body cannot withhold it that's why there are all these treatments specifically for the shock of trying to get you back you know breathing and grounded simple things brush your teeth fold some laundry right do something physical what tends to happen is we're so in a state of shock that we freeze and doing anything that keeps the body moving and the body breathing. I mean, I don't often tell the story, but when I came home from the hospital after we found out our son had passed, I cleaned out my sock drawer. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a part of me that's like, I, I feel like I should be a little embarrassed about that. But I had an intuitive knowing that I needed something mindless, but something that I could focus on with my hands and my attention so that I could stay in that breathing space. Otherwise, the mind just runs. And golly, that mind will hijack your whole life. It, it'll start writing the worst possible stories and, and have you believing things that aren't necessarily true and that you would never tell someone you love. But by staying in the breath, staying in the moment, being very calm and quiet, that initial shock wave won't have quite the impact that it could if you just completely hold your breath and your body
1: collapses. Wow. Um. And so um, you mentioned that you yourself lost your son. So you, I'm afraid you know this. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, I have, you know, I, I we, when my husband retired, retired from the Navy in 1997, my mother died within six months. So we had huge upheaval and trauma, all this trauma and loss and change. And then um, a couple of years later, my father died around Christmas time and, and then like three years later, my son died in a car accident, and then three years later, my brother died you know, of a heart attack. So it was like, it seems like sometimes we'll get these like multi crashes in our life that we can hardly catch our breath between one and and getting ourselves regrounded before another thing will happen. And then we have crap like COVID, where everyone feels like they're powerless and afraid of what's going to happen and and, af- and afraid for our lives and afraid for our well-being. If if you know, financial or gosh, there's just so much trauma every single day in our life. So yeah, I've been there, babe. I have, I have walked through the fire and sat there longer probably than I would have liked to because I didn't have these tools as well. Um, But that's, that's really my passion. Oh, that's so my passion is this just about took me out. And knowing that people are suffering just because they don't have tools that can help them lift their emotions and relief, uh, get relief from from what the brain's doing to them, I just get really passionate about it. So you'll have
1: to kind of make sure I don't get too wound up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I can feel that, um, the energy of that. And and so when people are in this grief and they're doing something to, to move, you know, your EFT, your tapping, does that help? Is that something that helps sort of find somebody who helps lead it what what does that do to to help you get through the grief in that moment
2: when we have any kind of I, I think about it when you have a shock like that the first thing that happens you is you are completely rejecting the new news right this does not fit in my brain and generally that's where the mind will go by the way it'll go but I just spoke to them or or this was just that way, or I had this planned in the future, right? Is the brain literally cannot in that moment absorb that shock. So it starts looking for escape. It starts looking for some way to make sense of it. I call it getting your head around it. And so what we do with tapping is we actually Harvard has done a study where they've discovered that um, when you tap or do acupuncture, you're stimulating the meridians in your body that, tell your brain whether or not to be in fight, flight, or freeze. So literally within minutes, sometimes three to five minutes, we're calming down the amygdala, which is putting you into that state of fight, flight, and freeze, and helping you come back to your cognitive thinking brain, which you can then have a little bit more consciousness, a little bit more clarity, a little less feeling the victim to a situation, and think your way out of it. With tapping, we're... Addressing the thought process while we're addressing the energy in your body. And one thing that I love to explain is every meridian, every meridian point is connected to an organ, and every organ is connected to an emotional response. So as we're calming down that brain, we're also calming down your nervous system, which is triggering all these negative emotions. And if it's not treated, that energy gets stuck in the, in the emotional body and in the physical body. And that's why disease is so common, almost like 50. I've read somewhere where as as many as 50% of the people who have cancer after a, um, a devastating loss within two or three years, because the shock and trauma got so stuck in their bodies that the body literally could not function
1: properly and be healthy. Wow. Yes, this is, um, that's a big, I have not thought about that. It's, um, and I guess what, what I, my brain is doing is, okay, we're getting out of the fight, flight, and freeze, the amygdala, the panic, back to our consciousness. But when you've had a huge loss, I don't know how you think your way out of it. I mean...
2: Exactly. And and honey, you can't, right? That's that's the challenge. Is you, I actually call it the dwell and swell is if I go to a therapist and I'm just speaking about this trauma, it can take years because what tends to happen is the more I tell a story, the more my ego mind wants to embellish it. And this was wrong about that. And this wasn't fair. And this shouldn't have happened. And I'll never be, I call those verdicts, right? As these statements of decision based on our fear and pain instead of our possibilities and so you really do need someone and and some kind of system which of course is what i've been working on for 20 years is a system where we go from shock which is the first thing you have to treat where the body has pain your mind is ruminating you can't imagine a happy outcome that you know that one of the challenges is people might say well how can you ever Um, recover from that? How can you ever have a happy life after? And the first thing to realize is if you're not watching what your thought is about that being possible, it's not possible. You need someone who can literally help you talk through the false beliefs, or like I say, I call them verdicts, and not put yourself in the place of victimhood to the situation. Then you feel powerless. You feel like you've lost your identity. You feel like you're waiting for someone to rescue you. I love to teach people the process of I call them the five aspects of grief, working through the shock and then these aspects of dealing with the regrets. Right. Dealing with what other people have said to you, because people can say some thoughtless things, but things that might have rolled off your back in the past when you are raw. ooh, it just goes right to your quick and then getting to a place where you're ready to start. Accepting and adapting and that takes help i don't i don't know of very many people who can do it at least not swiftly or very gracefully might be the word i didn't either by the way i hired lots of help in the beginning and and watched lots of read lots of books and watched lots of videos of people tapping to to get my mind to that calm place so that i wasn't stuck in these patterns of constantly afraid overprotective of my other children not trusting people, avoiding people because the pain was too, I was too raw. It really is important to find someone or something. And it, of course it doesn't have to be tapping, but I'm, I've just seen like freaking miracles happen with this stuff. Things that you couldn't even, sometimes I can't even describe how people within an hour are like back to their own selves again, right? Is that rejuvenation part where it's like, gee, I can actually see them behind this, when I thought I was worried that this trauma would take their, take their life away. So, so yeah, you got it. You got to have a system. It's got to be proven. It's got to be something that you can learn, which is what I love about the way I teach it is I want to empower you. I want to put it in your hands. I want it to be something that when you're in, you know, you, God forbid, have that accident. You don't have to wait to come talk to me. <laughs> I've given you tools and enough understanding about how to calm your mind and treat what's happening that you can
1: quickly elevate yourself above the trauma. Right. And so, I mean, I guess that's part of, you know, one of the things that where is how do you, and I love this, this question, you reshape your purpose to fit a reality that you don't want You know, there's this fighting against what happened. And then it's like, who are you now? Right. How do you find your purpose again? When, like, especially if it's a kid, you know, sorry, my dog is in the background. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't want you to lose a kid. He just said no. No. Oh,
2: God, no. Yeah. Yeah. So what, so what? So the key word of your question, and and then let me repeat it back so I know that I've heard it correctly, but how do you find or reshape your purpose when you have a reality that you don't want? Yeah. So the first thing is, this is right to what I was speaking of, is when you're in a state of rejection, I don't want this. And by the way, when I work with my clients one-to-one, sometimes I'll have them just kick and scream and say no. No no, this isn't happening. It's like we need to get that energy out, which is why this process is so beautiful, is it literally lets us get all that crap out of our emotional body instead of fighting it, instead of trying to push it down and ignore it. So the first thing is to recognize that is not going to happen anytime soon, right? Is, Is the thing I don't want is the thing I have to adapt and accept first. Then I can start looking at what my intuition and my goals and how my life has changed, my identity has changed, to find a new purpose. I, I can't set out to find a purpose. I have to heal the shock and trauma, get out of my state of resistance, and lean into accepting the new. And, and it's awful, and we don't want to, so it does take a minute. But I've had so many people tell me, and it always makes me emotional, but I've had so many people tell me that when they've worked with me for a few months, They're actually happier than they were before they even had the trauma. They found parts of themselves and tapped into their faith and discovered things and strengths and gifts, kind of like your beautiful question about what's the superpower. I'm such a believer that all of these experiences are really designed to help us become the best person we can be. It's hard, but sometimes crisis is exactly what we need to kind of, buff off those rough edges and and help us redefine ourselves based on new information,
1: which wouldn't have come through without these traumas. Oh yeah. I can feel that energy of the no, no. Yes. This can't happen. Right? Yes. And, and by
2: the way, if that's something you need to do first, that is a really great way. Just be careful not to get caught in the no and be committed to it. Not, not let that be your verdict, but just stomp around. I've, I've given um, Kristen a beautiful handout that I'm hoping you will download and there's the instructions on. Uh, first of all, there's a link to the video for how to tap and there's a handout on the tapping points. Just tap through them and scream, no, I don't like this, but I'm gonna be okay. Whatever, whatever softening phrase you can get to and it might take six or 10 rounds of tapping before you're ready to even entertain a hopeful thought. But just by doing that quickly, it's like literally squeezing all the trauma out of those cells, out of the brain. We don't want your brain to rewire and hardwire as the victim.
1: Mm. So you, you, it's okay to go, no, this can't happen. This is terrible. I, I mean, I guess part of you know what i do with my clients not around grief but around more being resilient about keeping going you know when with when they're working and they're trying to create businesses or show up is a lot of what i do is this is what i would not have picked <laughs> right and, like sitting in that frustration of this is not what i would have picked
2: yeah when we're tapping and i have someone I have some amazing clients who've been through so much trauma. I I just like hats off that they're still standing. When we do the tapping process, the first three, we we do these series of tapping rounds and there's a phraseology. There's a little script that we follow. And the first thing we do is name what we're feeling. So we might say, even though I'm feeling like, oh, hell no. I want to get this energy out of my system, even though I'm feeling Like, I will never get over this. I know that time and attention can shift this energy. So the first thing we're doing is naming the no. And like I say, sometimes it'll just be screaming, no, 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 while we're tapping those points. And it's like, this image that just popped in my head is it's like butter, right? As it just starts melting away. And that's when people will, they might collapse from relief or collapse from a a sense of exhaustion because they've been so resistant and in such a knot. But I love that part of the process is every time we do tapping rounds, we begin with naming and normalizing the thing we don't want. And we're resisting and trying to change first. We get real honest
1: with it. Yeah. I'm feeling lots of emotion as I sit here talking to you.
2: Um,
1: so what I'm wondering is it, it, I mean, our listeners are in such different places, all of them. Um, but would it be helpful to try a tapping, you know, just on what everything is going on? or what do you think is the, you know, what's your gut on what's going to give people the, the most understanding of what this like is like? I would love that. My experience is,
2: Whatever you're tuning into that's causing you to be emotional, I would love to have just a couple of phrases. Mm -hmm. And then I'll actually walk you right through the process and ask everyone who's listening, make sure you're not driving. (laughs) Make sure you pull over and stop, especially if you're emotional. But to be able to know that this recording is available and you can come back and listen, I think would be such a blessing. So if you're comfortable sharing what What are we stirring up for you as we're talking about this?
1: You know what it is? It's I can't believe there's this much pain in the world.
2: And then what we do is once I take that phrase, I bring it into my body. This is my little empath, weird, (laughs) weird little gift self. Uh And then I ask you on a scale of zero to 10, when you think that thought or say that phrase, I can't believe there's this much pain. Zero to ten, ten being screaming, weeping, whatever your 10 might be. How high is that for you when you think I just can't believe
1: there's this much pain. That's it's funny cuz it's, you know, it's it's not me right now, but it's probably like a 7.
2: Yeah. And I teach a whole process on this that I call surrogate suffering. Right? It's especially for those of us who are are service-minded and empathic that we feel people's pain. We're suffering surrogately because we can't fix that and oh
1: yeah that would be us
2: (laughs) and and that's one of the things that I do a lot of work around with my clients and in my classes and trainings so the first tapping point is if you take your dominant hand the hand you write with you're just going to take your other hand and with fingertips tap on the fleshy side of the hand and the way I do it is I actually pretend I'm chopping wood with the hand that I write with in the palm of the other hand And we're just going to keep chopping wood or tapping that side. And I'm just going to ask you, Kristen, to repeat after me. And we're going to see if we can melt like butter some of this distress that your body's feeling for others. Okay? Uh Uh-huh. So you just repeat after me while you're chopping wood in the palm of your hand. Even though I can't believe there's this much pain in the world.
1: Even though I can't believe there's this much pain in the world. And it makes my heart ache. And it makes my heart ache. I deeply and completely. I deeply and completely. I'm going to cry. Sorry.
2: (laughs) And that's perfect. That's what we want, right? We want to let that energy out instead of letting it be trapped in your body. Honor my compassion.
1: Uh, Honor. I deeply and completely honor my compassion.
2: Wouldn't it be awful if I felt nothing?
1: Wouldn't it be awful if I felt nothing? It would be less embarrassing.
2: (laughs) but then I would know that I have a hard heart and no compassion.
1: Right. I have compassion.
2: Yeah. So let's take a breath and still chopping that wood with the hand you write with in the other palm, even though just thinking about.
1: Even though just thinking about. How much pain
2: there is in the world. How much pain
1: there is in the world. Has an immediate effect on my physiology. Has an immediate effect on my physiology. It makes me so sad. It makes me so sad.
2: Makes me, and I'm just using my intuition so you keep me honest, any words that don't fit, makes me feel powerless. Makes me feel powerless,
1: yep. And sometimes it just makes me angry. And sometimes, I don't know if it makes me angry, it makes me really on edge. (laughs) On edge, makes me on edge. I deeply and completely honor. I deeply and completely honor. That this is my body telling me, caution. That this is my body telling me, caution. Your mind
2: is focusing on something you can't fix.
1: Uh, My mind is focusing on something I can't fix.
2: So let's take a little breath. We're going to do one more setup round. Still karate chopping. Even though it's hard to believe there's this
1: much pain in the world? Even though... I don't want to believe that there's this much pain in the world.
2: And it makes me sad to think that thought.
1: And it makes me sad to think that thought.
2: And it makes me on edge. And it makes me on edge. I want to ask my mind right now. I want to ask my mind right now. Is this a helpful thought?
1: Is this a helpful thought?
2: Do I feel empowered?
1: Do I feel empowered? Do I feel strong? Do I feel strong?
2: Do I feel like I can be an influence and help with this thought and feeling?
1: Do I feel like I can be of help and influence with this thought going on in my head?
2: So let's take a little breath. And and I'm kind of jumping because I'm following totally what I'm getting from um, Kristen and her. She's pretty brilliant with that mindset stuff. So for those of you who this might feel like it's quite a jump, just hang in here and keep tapping. It will only help you, I promise. Then we're going to tap on the top of your head. I just take my my hand and flatten my palm and just tap on the top of my head. I'll probably never believe how much pain there is in this world.
1: I'll probably never believe how much pain there is in this world.
2: I wonder why I'm
1: entertaining the thought. I wonder why I'm entertaining the thought. It's not very helpful or empowering. It's not very helpful or empowering.
2: I'd like my compassion to be used in service, not suffering.
1: Mm, I'd like my compassion to be used in service, not suffering.
2: Let's take a deep breath. Then I take two or three fingers of that same dominant hand, the hand I write with, and I tap right between my eyebrows. It's kind of on the edge of both eyebrows and in the, in the third eye spot, if you're familiar with that. And then we just say, I'd like to quiet my mind
1: right now. I'd like to quiet my mind right now.
2: Then I tap in both of the temples. I'd like to quiet that mind right now.
1: I'd like to quiet that mind right now.
2: Take a deep breath. Then I tap under both eyes, right on the cheekbones. I don't want to believe there's this much pain.
1: I don't want to believe or see much pain.
2: So I'd like for my higher power, my spirit, my God, whatever your spiritual connection is.
1: So I'd like for my higher power
2: to help me change my focus.
1: To help me change my focus.
2: And I I just turn my fingers sideways and I tap right under the nose above the, the top lip. Releasing this congested energy
1: releasing this congested energy
2: then you go to the chin which is like right between the lip and the chin there's that little crease there tap there releasing this sad energy releasing this sad energy then i take both hands and i tap all around like the thymus bone and under the collarbone i spread my fingers out so i cover lots of meridian points right there Inviting my body to release the tension and
1: sadness. Inviting my body to release the tension and sadness.
2: And then take a nice deep breath for me.
1: Then we do the funny one.
2: Kids love this. It's called the monkey spot. You go right under your armpit. It's about two inches down. For women, it's right along the bra line. And we call this underarm. We're going to tap there and we're going to release. Say with me, I am releasing the sadness and tension.
1: I am releasing the sadness and tension. I don't want to believe there's this much sadness and pain. I don't want to believe there's this much sadness and pain. So I'm
2: choosing for this moment to take my mind and attention away from it.
1: So I'm choosing for this moment to take my mind and attention away from it.
2: Then I take both hands and I put my thumbs like up under the breasts and my fingers wrap down around my rib cages and I tap the ribs and I say, releasing this sadness and tension.
1: Releasing the sadness and tension.
2: So now we're going to go to the top of the head, and I'm going to talk a little bit faster through those points. Okay. I want to be useful, not more of the problem.
1: I want to be useful, not more of the problem.
2: Between the eyes, I want to be empowered, not feel powerless.
1: I want to be empowered, not feel powerless.
2: Take a nice, slow, deep breath. Side of the eyes. I cannot think of a creative solution.
1: I cannot think of a creative solution.
2: Under the eyes. If I'm the one that's shut down and in shock and grief.
1: If I'm the one who's shut down and in shock and grief. Under the nose. Yes, I want to be compassionate. Yes, I want to be compassionate.
2: Come to your chin. But if I'm suffering as much as others, I cannot be very helpful.
1: If I am suffering as much as others, I cannot be very helpful.
2: I want to tune into my innate intuition.
1: I want to tune into my innate intuition.
2: Under the arm. What, if anything, can I do?
1: What, if anything, can I do?
2: Right now. Right now. For anyone...
1: Or anyone
2: to make things better.
1: To make things better.
2: Then bottom of both of those ribs, maybe the best thing I can do right now.
1: Maybe the best thing I can do right now
2: is keep myself balanced.
1: Is keep myself balanced.
2: Looking for the positive.
1: Looking for the positive. So that I can speak to anyone who shows up. So, I can speak to anyone that shows up.
2: With compassion and helpfulness.
1: With compassion and helpfulness.
2: Let's take a breath. Relax your hands. I want you to take a couple breaths and notice is your
1: mind quieter? I am much quieter. I'm much physically confident. I can tell there's a piece of me that's that's um, wanting to wonder, well, what do you do with the fact that there's that much, if you're not focusing on the pain, we've sort of gone through this. This is funny. I'm talking myself through. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is helpful is that. Okay. If I don't, I see it, but I, I can see that there's the pain. I can feel compassion. I cannot get lost in that pain. And I can reach out and just be there. And what, there's a part of me that wants to know, well, what do you do with, how do you make sense of the pain? There's a piece of me that's still wondering that. How do you make sense of that?
2: And and as we're talking completely about mindset and patterns,
1: yeah, that is the wrong question. Right? I know this is why I've been <laughs> stuck in anxiety in my life until I could let it go. Right. Yeah. So the
2: first, the first thing I'm prompted to say is, in order to lift someone, I must be standing on higher ground. Mm-hmm. And so, if I am in the same negative trauma, traumatized, gre- if I'm in the same vibrational frequency as the person I'm trying to help, I'm not going to be very helpful. Right. The but moment you, I, I can don't leave, work with people with grief. <laughs> right. 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 My goal is to stay just a little bit above them. You know, I don't want to come in and go, life is great. Right. Because we've got to be able to face that. And all we're asking for our bodies to do is come out of the, because notice the victimhood energy of that, of, oh, it's so hopeless. Oh, it'll never get better. That's what the ego mind loves for us to do, because it, I literally feel like that, that part of our body feeds on the fear and the negative energy it becomes like addicted and we know this it becomes addicted to the adrenaline it becomes addicted Mm -hmm. to the depression it becomes addicted to the anxiety and my goal is to teach you that i don't have to if i don't have an answer on what i should do right now that's my answer my focus completely needs to be put the mask on myself first and get myself to higher ground and when i'm in that energy then I can actually see possibilities. If I'm down in that ditch with you, I can't see that there's a a truck with a tow rope (laughs) right up here. And for me, it literally is taking the time to come up out of those energies and not let the mind keep taking me back into the, yeah, but, and that's not very helpful. That's really Pollyanny. And well, possibly, but how helpful am I when I'm at a seven in distress?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And the image that they just popped in my head is it's like trying to save someone who's drowning when I don't know how to swim. <laughs> right? right? I got to right. I got to have my strength. I got to know how to swim. So so right. this, this is where we might say, OK, so our original phrase that you came up with is I can't believe there's this much pain in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you to say that out, out outside. Say that outside. Say, Take that out of my office. <laughs> uh, yeah, t- t- done. I can't believe there's this much pain in the world. And then tune into your body and on a scale of two to 10, how much distress
1: is around that right now? Probably about a three. I feel much, much calmer. It's, it is really very much now my brain wants to make sense of it. Wants or not of that but what do you hold on to instead? There is, I can see, and this is one thing I've learned. And I is there's a way in which we hold on to the anxiety because that's what we know, or we hold on to feeling. So, what's the next thing to hold on to? I guess it's the higher power that it will figure it out,
2: and and that that is part of me, right? That's the other thing I, I really want to. With much respect to to anyone's belief, I have no all I ask is that people tune into whatever their belief is about creator, divine source, God. I, I, I'm not attached to what that is for you, but I know that that's where the battle lies. If I don't listen to my spiritual mind, I'm going to constantly wallow in the brain. That's why I also suffered with depression and anxiety in my early years. I was actually hospitalized once for depression. I don't know if you know that. No. Because I couldn't, I believed I could not stop my mind from running me. And that's when I became the student. And that's why what I teach in the Eagle Tamer Academy is that you kind of need somebody that's been there that can say, oh, can you hear that? And I love it, Kristen, that you totally know that this is your brain. Trying to suck you back into the to the emotion where you're powerless.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. And so the
2: thing to hold on to is, would I want to? Would I want the verdict on my wall to say, I will not ever get over that this world has suffering in it?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I would never want that to be my law for life. And, and I teach a lot about what I call the verdicts in the Ego Team Academy and, and my programs because until we recognize that this verdict has nothing to do with the actual situations, it's an opinion about the situations.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's mine. And it's deflating and defeating me from being an influence for good. And that's when we start going, oh, sure, 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 little mind, that's not helpful. And, and then you just keep tapping on the more positive and more positive. And, of course, if we had an hour, I would just keep on tapping with you until we've gotten you into a place where we've now shifted from I can't believe to I don't want to believe to, but you know what? I can also see there are some amazing things in this world as well. There's beauty. There's good people. There's love. There's my babies. There's my puppies. They're, right But we can't take that in one fell swoop. It has to be that step Step incremental process of moving from one energy and belief to the higher to the higher ground. I I really like that they gave us that analogy today, because to me that just feels like that's what we got to remember.
1: I have to stand on higher ground to be to lift anyone up. Yes. And it's so funny because this is what I do with people all day, but not around grief. Grief, it's like I've been able to get around the anxiety. You know, it's very interesting how, but this is the path we're all learning. Yes. You know, we're all on um, the hard things that are happening to us on life. I do have come to believe that they are shaping us to be who we're meant to be. Me too. That so, is
2: that is my soul's. I, I know that. I know that. And one once in a while when I'm working with a new client, I can actually see the, the rejuvenated them. And it's so exciting to be able to know, girl, let me just tell you, (laughs) You, the light is so bright (laughs) from your future
1: that I can't hardly see. (laughs) Right. Okay. Well, we have definitely got to stop. We've gone way over time. But one thing, what I want people who are listening to know is you can tap on any issue. We just tapped on a big existential. (laughs) Thank you. And then thank you guys for sitting here with me on this, because this has been my ang- my lifelong issue, that the one part I really haven't been able to get over, but you can tap on all kinds of other issues, you know, and challenges, right? <laughs> oh, no.
2: Yeah, um, we tap, we have a thousand and one things, we actually have the phrase with tapping, uh, we try it on everything. Yeah. I've healed physical things by removing the emotional blocks, I've healed tons of even some religious traumas, some inherited traumas, money blocks. Oh my gosh, I have whole programs on money blocks, pet peeves, right? Everything that we have a resistance or pain about comes from something in the past that we either were taught or inherited cellularly or discovered or experienced for ourselves every time we were embarrassed at school or, or rejected or betrayed. We work all of it. It doesn't have to be just grief or a specific incident. It's beliefs that we work and clear with tapping.
1: Perfect. Okay, Jan, this has been awesome. Can you remind people where they can go get the recording of going through and how to do tapping and all of that sort of stuff and find out about you?
2: Yes. Um, Please use the handout that I've given Kristen. Um, It has instructions. It has a link to go right to the tapping video where I walk you right through the points. There's a really cool tapping script in there that I'm really proud of. We spent a lot of time trying to make sure that would meet the needs of pretty much anybody. So definitely go to the show notes and print out the handout, the free gift. Um, The webpage is healingyourgrief.us or janluther.com.
1: Lovely. Thank you, Jan. Listeners, I so appreciate you showing up for yourselves and also for uh, being a witness to me (laughs) Um, as I work through one of my own blocks. And until next time, go out and remember that you do hold the power to change and transform your world.
0: Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to SuperpowerExperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.